This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Video Junkyard Podcast. Uh, this is part two of our Night at the Prom, two-part special. I guess I just said that because I said it was part two. But anyway, with me tonight, and every night, well, not every night, every night we podcast, I guess, but is Joe Peterson. Hey! How's it going, Joe? It's going pretty good. Yeah, this is uh, part two of our two-parter prom series and uh like we said last week that was the prom we can consider this the after party and like all after parties they're always a bit questionable <laughs> right yeah. now we were saying yeah, last was... week though when we recorded it that you never actually went to your prom now, did you do like an anti-prom party or something we, instead we did that was our yeah our thing the anti-prom party which essentially was an after party without everyone going to the prom so we'd just start partying early and then everyone would show up afterwards anyway God, I should and have gone we'd already be, you know, partying and yeah, so um, essentially what we would do is prom weekend, we would set up a bunch of tents down on the river bottoms or at a friend's house I remember one one year it was out at the, the Larson's, so Tommy and Joe Larson's house yeah. and uh, yeah, we just set up a bunch of tents in the woods and camp out there for most of the weekend usually and drink uh, copious amounts of very cheap alcohol and um yeah, anyway. So, in other words, you save money on a tux rental. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Essentially, we did everything that everyone else did, except we didn't go to, like, you know, the Speedway. So, <laughs> as you were saying last week. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, I think after I went to prom, and I swear, I know there most proms like a junior prom, right? And I don't I don't even know if we did it. Was it the junior prom or a senior prom? I don't know. I went my senior year. and. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that, the... isn't it just prom because our school was so small? I don't think they did a junior-senior thing. I think you could go if you were a junior, you could go if you were a senior, and you just went. Yeah, I think. something was... like that, yeah. I think I just big remember... schools, I, I think you're right, big schools do a junior prom, a senior prom, but yeah, not, not us. No, I, I, I just remember going out to dinner, I don't even remember where we went to dinner, and taking my date to the prom, and then when prom was over, I took her home. And then I went home and watched movies. <laughs> so I lived an exciting life when I was 17 years old. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like, eh, yeah, well, that's over. All right, I checked that off the list. Almost as sad of a story as the movie we reviewed last week. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I, I, didn't have, I didn't have extreme religious fundamentalists in my house telling me that they're all going to laugh at me. And I didn't get yeah, pig's blood dumped on me. So it would have made the evening more exciting, though. I'll say that. But uh, <laughs> right. speaking of exciting, though, I was gonna say that kind of sounds like some of our after parties, by the way. But yeah, well, you know, the, <laughs> the '90s was a crazy decade. But you know, the uh, the one we're going to talk about tonight. Wow, yeah. I mean, we talked about how much we loved Carrie last week. Yeah, I mean, and it was kind of a given. But yes, I I, I still maintain upon upon you know more critical well, not more critical viewing but like you know more recent viewing it, it 
it's aged just as well. It's still a fantastic movie. But... Now, what about tonight's? Well, tonight is a little different story. Tonight we are <laughs> reviewing the, the most obvious thing you could pick for your prom special, and that is the 1980 film Prom Night. There's a special night in the lives of all of us. A night to be beautiful, to be desirable. A night we can break all the rules and make our own. Prom Night. Everyone at Hamilton High is getting ready for prom night. It's a day of rehearsals, arrangements, final preparations, and last-minute phone calls. Someone still wants to play. Why? Kelly. It's been a long time tonight. It's my turn. Tonight, someone has come to the prom alone. Someone who watches in the silent corridors. Kelly. Someone who waits until no one can help. Prom night. If you're not back by midnight, you won't be coming home. Prom night, which was of a vehicle for um, the newly crowned at the time scream queen of hollywood jamie lee curtis uh just coming off of halloween fame obviously mm-hmm. yeah and um yeah it, it's well let me get you a quick synopsis if you haven't seen prom night or aren't familiar with it for six long years four high, hamilton high school seniors have been hiding the truth of what happened to 10 year old robin hammond the day her broken body was discovered near an old abandoned convent but someone else was there that day, watching. And now that someone is ready to exact bloody revenge on prom night. So, yeah, we're... I mean, essentially, so, yeah. Yeah, this, this is, so was directed by Paul Lynch, based on a story by Robert Guza Jr., stars Jamie Lee Curtis, and then, for, for kind of an odd, random reason, Jay, le, the, the late, great Leslie Nielsen's in this, too. Yes, yeah. That's but, like the, one of the first things I wrote down is Leslie Nielsen in like deadly serious roles always is like odd to me for some reason because I just kind of want to laugh anyway. It just uh, yeah, it's like it's offer um, it's offering comedy where it's not really needed. But it's so like his role in Creep, he's he's actually very very good in Creep Show. But yeah, um, he is. But he kind of hams he, it up. Yeah, he does. So he's he's still very much Leslie Nielsen in this movie. He's literally just playing the straight man essentially. So. Um, it's a little bit hard to take, and I actually think he must have gotten another job like halfway through this because he never shows up again. And in scenes that he his character certainly should have been in, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I don't know. I it, I would be interested to read a little more about this movie and find out where the hell did Leslie Nielsen go because he was in the first half of it and then just disappeared. So well, um, and it's pretty obvious too that Jamie Lee Curtis was brought into this project because of her success in oh, Halloween, yeah, and this was part sure. of the hey we made. A successful movie about Halloween. Let's have a successful movie about Christmas with like the you know, 
Oh and yeah, like the, the whole silent, of holiday the silent night, deadly films. night films. Yeah. And yeah. you know, now we've got prom night and you know at the holiday horror films, right? Or the the theme right. horror films. And this is one that was remade a number of years ago, but it was more of a, like a name remake only. Yeah, I think it was kind of an in name only remake. But and he, obviously it probably focused around the prom, but um, But even this one, like the story itself is pretty like okay well this it's is typical of the is what it is yeah. it's there's a lot of slashers in 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 that era a lot of slasher movies that have this exact same setup this exact same plot where you know so and so was a young outcast and got you know well it's kind of a little bit the jason Voorhees story although his is a little more mm-hmm. um detailed but you know something happened to so and so kid years ago or so you know group of people accidentally well, I, what's the um, one from the late 90s? I know what you did last summer. It's That's a yeah. plot. It's, you know, some they accidentally kill somebody. And everyone says, well, we can't tell anyone. We're going to hide the body and keep it a secret. And then years later, someone starts offing them all, right? It's, it's, it's actually a plot device as old as, you know, time, essentially. But I know Agatha Christie wrote a bunch of books that had similar setup. Right. <laughs> um, to I'll that. say that. I'm sure she didn't invent it either. I'm sure it's older than that. But But I will say, even that first I Know What You Did Last Summer was much better than this. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. This is not entirely without its charm. It is certainly a product of its era. Like, it's definitely, you know, sitting right at that cusp of the late 70s, full-on disco era, um... It wow, actually yeah. seems like it's a little bit late for that, but I have the feeling that the people, you know, making the film still thought it was very cool at the time. Right? I don't get the feeling. It's obviously they thought it was still pretty cool at the time. Um, it is essentially a mashup of the two most famous slasher movies to this point. So we're talking 1980. There's been slasher films, quote unquote, if you consider, you know, Halloween to technically be the first slasher movie. That's arguable. I don't want to get into arguing mm-hmm. what the first one is i know there's older ones that are you know kind of similar to that but we'll call halloween the breakthrough one the one that everyone wants to emulate and it kind of shapes slasher movies throughout the 80s right and so this is essentially a mashup of the two most popular of those and that is halloween and black christmas so you have basically those two plots mashed into one movie throw in jamie lee curtis and we got a new we got prom night <laughs> you know yeah pretty much uh, and disco disco yeah disco oh. as well so much disco. <laughs> so much um, disco. Holy shit. I mean, I I expect a movie that comes out in the late 70s, early 80s, if it, if it involves music or a dance or something, okay, you're going to have a disco song. I, I expect that to some degree, but... <laughs> this one had a, had a themed disco it song. It just kept going. It was about 17 minutes long, wasn't it? Like... In- well, and I kept waiting for John Travolta from Carrie to come walking into it, you know, like doing the whole Saturday Night Fever thing, and it just never happened, but it, god damn, it just keeps going. It's almost like we're going to have the dance scene from West Side Story, but we're going to throw it in a slasher film that we've borrowed from other movies, and, yeah. you know. I feel I, like it was a little more like, hey, this this movie's running about... 75 minutes long we need to get it up to 85 you know to get theatrical distribution what are we gonna do we paid for this song god damn it so we're gonna play it over and over and over again 
uh, you know, yeah, I, I gotta it, say, I, I watched also, this one while grading exams, and I, I had to be very careful to make sure it didn't have any impact on how it was grading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it also has the exact same plot as Halloween going on in the background. It's not very well developed, but there is a detective, and uh, is there a psychiatrist too? No, just a detective, I guess, but um, chasing down an escaped mental patient that supposedly was, you know gonna come and wreak havoc on this little town and and throughout the whole movie it's it's kind of like forced on you that that's what's you know it's this crazy person but yet they never actually give you any reason to believe that because no one's actually killed until like the very you know right towards the climax of the movie so like besides the one off-screen murder that this mental patient is supposedly um guilty of um you have no reason to think that that is the case or to be afraid of this person at all. In fact, you know very little about them because there's only like two or three throwaway lines to kind of explain that subplot being kind of hammered in there. So, And then in the end, it doesn't end up being that at all. It's a different person altogether. And I think they think, I think that was supposed to be a big like surprise, like, see, or, you know, gotcha, you, you thought it was the Michael Myers or whatever. And, uh... It was really just this... But it's pretty religion. obvious that it's not going to be them. I mean, it... Right. And, and I don't know about the version that you watched, uh, the copy that you watched, but the transfer for the one that I watched, the, the audio is pretty muddled. Everything is so dark. Like, the big climax fight scene in the prom, you can barely tell what's going on. It's, it's just really, it... really poor. It was, I mean, you could tell it was kind of a movie made on the cheap, but I don't feel like the transfer I saw was that bad. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's not like it was a fancy uh, fixed up Blu-ray or anything like, uh, there is there is an edition, um, I believe, that Shout or Scream Factory or somebody put out. This was, this was the prom night collection from echo bridge acquisition corporation <laughs> so mm. who echo bridge obviously puts out a ton of these like collection you know multi-movie dvds yeah. so that means it's three movies compressed onto one dvd so obviously the the quality of the like dvd is not wonderful but i don't remember thinking it was hard to hear or overly dark um so anyway, yeah, but that can I, happen with poor transfers of old films for sure. Yeah, the the transfer I think that I watched, everything sounded kind of mildly underwater. Um, like I mean, I you could tell that song, that disco song they play over and over, isn't very good, but it <laughs> sounded particularly bad. Yeah. Um, and now there's been a number of sequels to this. I I think more sequels in name only. The, the it's funny because the way that they're doing sequels in this is very reminiscent to the uh, Silent Night Deadly Night sequels, where they're not really, yeah, related. They're they're just. I think I think two and three are related. Everything else is separate. So right. Prom Night is kind of self-contained, and then two and three have some returning characters, and then yeah, because the other ones. Yeah, they all end up getting supernatural to some degree. Uh, I know that the second one definitely does. The second one is one that actually it is really quite creepy to me. But, um, yeah. you know, and it has a, a major supernatural kind of you know, possession type storyline to it. Um, but, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that the concept of having a slasher film set on prom night isn't marketable or isn't you know possible to be good oh it certainly is oh, and there's moments where this movie works like it's not a total 
not a total wash and um it compared to some of the stuff that, that follows in the 80s or even things that were contemporary to it at this time um it does an okay job with developing its characters like they're not just totally like cookie cutter cardboard you know jason Voorhees fodder that we get to see later on in the 80s um it, it it actually has some you know some characterization going on jamie lee curtis is probably phoning it in a little bit but she's fine in this movie she even has a dance scene <laughs> it's just yeah pretty much everyone has a dance scene at some point in this um some of the acting is a little rough but your main your main characters manage to keep yeah, it together get more or less yeah keep it together yep um it does make me aware like a lot of movies of this era do that um i think we were always fully aware that like dudes were like total creeps to women like a lot of times and i think they were just more okay with it back then i guess and it was a um because the characterizations of like some of the the, the male students at this high school where everyone looks like they're 32 is um, right <laughs> is are just are pretty bad especially the character lou who i will refer to as glenn danzig throughout the rest of this so <laughs> um <laughs> what, what i thought was funny we were talking about the prophecy movie where danzig was in the other day i was like huh, i didn't know he was in prom night too <laughs> oh my god i didn't even think about that but you're totally right he really does look <laughs> like even, that and it was even a little bit of it you know what i i'm a big fan of of, of, of danzig so i'm not going to talk a whole lot of shit about the guy but uh, even his general kind of demeanor at times reminded me of glenn danzig so yeah i anyway, could see that i could totally see that <laughs> yeah but, I, don't, um, I don't know i mean this one didn't seem to have a lot the only thing is going on for it though yeah i mean i think you nailed you hit hit it right on the head with that it didn't have a lot going on like not a whole lot happens in this movie all of the murder and mayhem is contained in the last 15 minutes of the movie um the detective chasing escaped mental patient plot is contained is totally what takes up about five minutes of screen time total yeah um most of it is jamie lee curtis and her friends talking about the 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 dance competition yeah like the dancing and the there's some you know posturing between the popular girls at school and uh you know who's gonna be nick's girlfriend or whatever (laughs) um yeah Yeah, so there's not a whole lot of even slasher wise like not a whole lot going on because there aren't any like scenes where um a lot of slashers in the early 80s were slow burns and i would definitely say that the you know halloween in 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 some ways is um the, the original friday the 13th is for sure and that is that you get to see a lot of like stalking kind of footage stuff that's slow paced early in the film but just mm-hmm. kind of gives you that general sense of unease that somebody's watching something's going on this has like none of that right really no not <laughs> like, really. you don't really get that sense of foreboding that you know there's somebody lurking in the shadows and um you know something's coming you get from because of the prologue of the film you you kind of get the idea that you know someone's going to come looking for vengeance um you know is it going to be robin herself come back from the grave is it going to be um you know the crazy i don't even remember what the connection that the crazy escaped burned mental patient had to the um 
situation actually because it's so undercooked like yeah that's a good way of putting it i mean it really um, is pretty undercooked it's um it almost seems like maybe they shoved that all in ready for the prom yeah 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 like and it very well could have been because none of the characters ever interact with the detectives like yeah anyway but um there are a couple of things that are done okay. Like, I don't feel like the, the direction's terrible. There's some camera stuff. There's some cool, like, um, shots done with broken mirrors, like, twice in the movie that were kind of cool. Mm. Um, I, everything, once once they start to find out there's a threat going on for this, that someone's coming after them for, you know, killing Robin, um there starts to be like red herring everything is a red herring all of a sudden then after that so yeah um so the the, the like the major red herring doesn't really work because we've already you know tried to make it look like everybody and everything is the is the killer and then it ends up being like something super predictable at the end anyway that it was just you know her brother <laughs> so um and it actually is Unlike a lot of, like, I always do get mad at movies that, like, where there's, you know, the, the killer at the end is, there's a bigger reveal, and ends up being somebody, like, you know, they, they pull the mask off, and it's like, oh, it's this guy you saw, it's, like, okay, best example I can think of is the Scream 2, I don't know if you remember Scream 2. Yep, and but I have the exact there, same complaint you're going for. Yeah, there is no way you could have put together that these people that were in, like, one scene in the background were the people that were you know yeah. orchestrating the murders or whatever so that annoyed me about scream 2 and i actually never saw any of the rest of them because of that yeah and... that was my complaint about scream 2 it was like oh the person that we all thought was a cameo for like five seconds mm-hmm. ended up being the killer that's pretty yeah and then, then they just info dump all this stuff like oh he's this this and this and then they give you like a flashback and it's like it's a cop-out for not having a good story is or a well-constructed much. story well, and, and I feel like that's kind of what this does too. Well, because a good um, a good mystery, you should have a chance of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion, you know, if it's a good mystery, there there should be a chance that yeah, you'll maybe somebody only... who's really eagle-eyed might figure it out. But if it's just like oh yeah, by the way, this person who was nobody, they're actually somebody. Then I mean, what would we get in prom night? We had one scene with the brother where he punches danzig yeah because he's you know um being a creep to jamie lee curtis because he's got and... something to say yep and sorry then... I, I had to <laughs> <laughs> yeah he wanted her skull no, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway we um yeah so you see him in one scene then his father who's the principal leslie nielsen um they have one dialogue scene as well, and then the brother character goes away, and he's a little bit weird, but you never, you would never be able to put to, put it all together, except that it kind of makes sense that it's a vengeance plot, but whatever. It wasn't interesting enough to put all that into. Right. Um, so it doesn't really, like, when I was saying earlier, it doesn't build any tension, it doesn't have that sense of foreboding. When it actually gets into it, it's fine. Like, it actually is a little bit original, I guess because the killer is a, it, it this you know the way it turns out that he's a teenage kid it totally makes sense, but he's actually not any good at it. Like he trips over stuff and you know constantly like has to like try repeatedly to kill people, and he kind of gets the crap kicked out of him a little bit. And 
which I actually think is kind of fun and could be done really well in a better movie. Like it, you could you could make a slasher film where the slasher himself is you know kind of the comic relief, but um, he's he's just a bit of a bumbling idiot, which is which I thought was okay. I mean that that was a nice nice cur- uh, left or curveball from like your Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees type character, and especially nothing like your. Um, Freddy Krueger, although he reminded me a little bit more of Freddy Krueger because he was uh, kind of fast and spry and not like um, slow you know, walking. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think you you bring up a good point that uh, the the kind of I don't want to say bumbling, but the inexperienced. You know, it that's something that that I feel like has become legend with some of the more popular slasher genres like Friday the 13th and Halloween and the characters mm-hmm. of Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers is that they're these, you know, like they just, they're so, so evil that they just keep coming and they just keep coming. And there's something, I don't want to say anything's refreshing about the movie prom night, but um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of I interesting mean, the, the to music, see. The music's wonderful. But... Oh, Absolutely. But the, uh, it, it's kind of cool to see, like, okay, you know, the, the, this is a person who's just driven by insanity, but they're still a person. They don't... I guess that was my, my biggest complaint with Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween, is mm-hmm. that he turned... And I don't want to derail this onto a conversation about Halloween, but if you watch the original Halloween, Michael Myers keeps giving, getting back up because he's that friggin' crazy. Mm-hmm. Um... In, in Rob Zombie's version of Halloween, when you shoot him and he doesn't fall down, that's because he's fucking huge. Yeah. And he, that kind of... is a monstrosity. Yeah, and it, it, it sort of takes something away, for me, from the character a little bit. Like, no, keep him just like the skinny guy in the suit and the mask. And Yeah. If you I mean, want... there was a lot wrong with Rob Zombie's Halloween, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh... Yeah. And, you know, it actually didn't... I won't... That's all we're going to talk about it, but I, I'm not even a, a hater, hater of that movie, but I still think it's a lot of flaws, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, what else was there besides the, obviously, have we mentioned that there's a, you know, seven minute disco dance scene in this movie? We might as well bring it up again, because they keep bringing it up in the fucking movie. Oh my God. And yeah. then, it, then to make it even better, just because we wanted to hear the we needed to hear prom night disco song one more time that is when they start having a fight at yeah. the end of like jamie lee and this slasher actually get into a fight like physical fight and on the dance floor and guess what they queue up music wise for this for this fight with the the climax of the film to as the slasher you know closes in on our main character and they actually rolling around and fighting is it yep, the prom night disco it. song it sure is so cue, cue the disco it's time for the finale and oh my so, god yeah um yeah no it's uh there aren't a whole lot of memorable moments that aren't kind of just laughable like bad good bad good moments um i still think there's enough of those oh there's oh right okay i got one and that is the um <laughs> the character we're calling danzig the way he is is killed in the film is um and he just gets his head knocked off with an axe 
but it's from backstage and it's like a baseball swing and the guy the killer knocks his head off with an axe and it rolls out onto the runway as they're like announcing prom king and queen yeah and that scene generally is hilarious genuinely sorry is hilarious i don't know it just it's a it's a really great kill for an 80s movie and it's just like everything about it works it's the only really good thing in this entire movie that i would like i mean look it up on youtube or whatever it's 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 great and by saying good it's not believable no, 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 but it's funny, and it, yeah, it's, it's memorable, and it's it works. Very and it's very funny, like, and yeah, it's really yeah. the most graphic scene, actually, in the entire mm-hmm. movie. And it's one of the things that I, I read and noticed myself, was that it's not very... There's not a lot of, like, blood in this one. No. Everything kind of happens off-camera. There is an extremely low amount of, like, terror or fear in this movie, or any suspense. There is a very low amount of blood and violence in this movie and there is a very low amount of nudity in this movie which means that it doesn't fit like any of the three things that people that love 80s slasher movies um are going for yeah i think it kind of fails all of those there's no blood there's no boobs and there's no like um i don't know if there's no no nudity but it's not like you know the the slasher thing definitely becomes its own kind of subgenre of you know what to expect later than this so I guess I'm not going to discredit it for not not predicting those trends, but um, yeah, I don't know. For is I, I think the only reason people remember this is because it's one of the three uh, Jamie Lee Curtis slasher films she did early in her career, and I think because of her kind of scream queen status at that time in Hollywood, I, this this movie became very popular. I don't know. It's just, so, so there's this Halloween, and what's the third? Uh, Terror Train, which I've not seen oh, either. Oh, so. Terror Train, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, didn't... Ho- did, was that Toby Hooper? I don't think so. I, okay, maybe I'm just thinking of that one then. Um, but, yeah, so I, I have a feeling that's why people remember it. I can't really think of any other reason why anybody would remember this film or, or think highly of this film. And it's not like it's totally unwatchable. It's actually kind of kind of fits perfectly in the good so bad it's good oh place, certainly but, certainly this um, this is one to put up there with like killer workout and stuff like that like your classic yeah, 80 movies exactly. that are so bad they're worth watching i would even put this up there with uh, a film that we do need to for more formally review which is sleepaway camp um oh yeah yeah absolutely but uh yeah this one it has its place in slasher movie history uh it just it needs to know its place let's put it that way <laughs> yeah yeah so it's it's not i wouldn't give it a recommendation like it's not quintessential you don't run out and see it like i would like the movie we you know reviewed last week if you've never seen brian de palma's version of carrie that's one you need to get on you know put on your short list and and see that prom night is one that you know if you got nothing better to watch and a couple you and a couple friends are want to drink some beers and watch a stupid movie you could you you could certainly do worse prom night's amusing but yeah that's, <laughs> that's i mean really you, the could, you could do it you could try to do a drinking game where every time they say the word prom you take a drink but you'd be dead pretty quick oh god yeah I, you better be drinking you know some session beers or something not yeah, not doing shots because you're gonna, <laughs> yeah. you will die so. every time you hear the disco song. But if you had to give this one a grade, though, what do you think? You know, just for the the reasons we said that it's generally um, 
kind of amusing. I think I'll give it a C. I, I can't possibly do better than that because it's just not a very great movie, like, overall. But um, there's enough going on in it that I, I found amusing that I, I can watch it. And I would watch it again. It Maybe because it just kind of has that le- a little bit of a legendary status to it. Um, I it would honestly really, really help it if they just lost the damn dance. Extended dance sequences. <laughs> so, honestly. But, yeah. I think I'd have to go with a with a solid D on it. Actually, I mean, um, the disco scene is so ridiculous, and there's enough stuff in this movie that's so bad that it's it's worth watching. Like we just said, for more of a, a comedic value. But uh, as far as the story, it, it's simply a rehash of things that we'd already seen by this point. Uh, mm. There's films that came out before and after that do this story better. Um, the uh, it the, not a lot happens. I mean, if I want to watch a slasher, I want to see a slasher, and this is this barely shows any of it. So, um, and I think because it's so gratuitously a cash grab um, <laughs> off right. of well. off of success of a previous, which I know movies are going to do that, right? There's there are entire film studios like the Asylum that that's their their existence and i don't really care much for them either so um yeah so yeah i'm, I'm gonna give this one a d i'm not good I, I own it i've owned it for years just because it was like oh it's prom night it's famous and it's a slasher film but it's one that very rarely gets any plays and uh i think i think it would it's reserved for those like you want to see something really stupid and make fun of it has its place in existence just uh of a, as a film on its own, I, I I don't get much out of it. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I I also still think it's interesting that Leslie Nielsen disappears. I want to find out what's up with that. Did he get a get another gig and somehow get out of his contract? For yeah, I'd, I'd really like to know um, why. Because there why are that scenes happened. where his character obviously should have been there, like where his you know children are involved with. Um, yeah, anyway, and he's the principal of the high school, and he's nowhere around in the second half of the movie, and. So that's interesting, but yeah, that's a good point. Did you ever see the remake? I didn't. The 90s, um, late nineties, early two thousands. I don't remember. I I did not I actually. Remember. I did not. Um, I really should. Yeah, I mean, I've heard I've heard people say it's even worse, and I think that's because it went for uh, prom night. I mean, even though it it certainly isn't like the greatest movie of all time um certainly never takes itself too seriously it's still got a sense of being like kind of a fun 80s slasher movie Mm -hmm. um i heard the the criticism i've heard of the remake is that it does try to be very serious so um yeah that's one of the criticisms i heard that like it overly complicates things and this one wasn't enough i guess which I know, like, when we were talking about Carrie last week, I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's actually a pretty simple, like, linear film, and that has a lot going for it. But in this case, it's it's just a line. It's it's linear, but there's no substance to it. It's just, like, nothing really happens. And, and so that's why I, I kind of... I'm more guess, critical of yeah. it. Anyway. Well, and, w- and with that, folks, I think, you know, all good things must come to an end. So we're going to have to put a close to this year's Video Junkyard Podcast prom. Um, That's right. Make and sure you all drive home safely. Seven-minute long and... disco song. I'm <laughs> <laughs> make sure you drive home safely, and make sure you have a designated driver, and don't do anything that would make your parents totally embarrassed if they found out about it. Yeah. 
but don't do anything I wouldn't do. Oh don't wait, no, anything. that's good. Not good advice. Don't do anything I would. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, have you guys seen Prom Night? Have you seen any of the sequels? We haven't really gone into the sequels too much. I think that's that might be a. a we let's, might revisit this one for a forgotten franchise someday because yeah, the I was gonna say let's really hold off and maybe we can look at those in their own kind of yeah. Which means Either I don't do have to watch this one again, which is fine. With yeah, me. which I know you're dying to do. So. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, feel free to uh, drop us a line at Video Junk Air Podcast on Facebook. Video Junk Pod is our Twitter handle, and Video Junk Air Podcast at gmail.com is our email address. Feel free to drop us a line, let us know. Again, like we said last week, do you have any funny stories from your own prom going back to high school? Uh, what are your thoughts on Carrie and on Prom Night, and why not? What are your thoughts on any of the sequels and remakes to both of these films? Uh, we'd look forward to hearing from you, and if you write it, we will read it. That's right. And basically, anything, anytime you want to drop us a line and give us a, a guest review, we would love to feature um, anybody's guest film reviews on the podcast. So if you want to write up a short review of any of the films that we've discussed, or even any ones that we haven't, uh, we'd love to read it and kind of, you know, have a little discussion based on that. So uh, shoot us your, your film reviews. We'd love to feature them. Absolutely, and in the upcoming weeks here on the podcast, we're going to have some reviews of, uh, we're going to do a show here coming up pretty soon, kind of looking back at the the rough, rocky road that brought us the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we're not going to be reviewing Iron Man and all of the uh, films of the MCU, but what about the Marvel films that weren't so great that led <laughs> up to them finally figuring it out? After that, we're going to be looking at films such as The Fall, FX, Near Dark, Return to the Living Dead, and much, much more. So make sure you subscribe, please share us around, and tune in next time for another episode of the Video Junker Podcast. I'm Eric Branson, And I'm Joe Peterson. Have a good evening. Listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast. On Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard? <laughs>